Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Was it worth the rush? Yeah. Yeah? That's great news. Welcome to Talking Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we try follow your heart feta and snack on pig out salt and vinegar pig. Bleh, bleh. You want to do another lap on that? Pig out salt and vinegar pigless pork rinds. You really had trouble with vinegar there. I did. What happened to my brain? And then it just <laughs> fell apart after that. But vinegar is usually pretty solid term for you yeah it's not it's not like a word i don't say often you say it a lot and you say it accurately every time yeah and i just You've never had trouble with it crumbled everything I okay and then everything after that <laughs> it was like that was a zipper holding like a two full <laughs> zipped up thing it was like booger's bag of condoms i couldn't zip it up you were just, just you want to go back to revenge of the nerds too <laughs> absolutely not never ever want to do that I was wondering if you wanted to do Revenge of the Nerds 3. No, hard pass. But you don't know. They might have corrected their sins. You watch it and then let me know. I might. Okay, let's do it that way. You're sacrificing my time. You think you're sacrificing my time. You can um, get back to me and the Toeheads on the pod. We'll do a special segment just for you to tell us. And you'll, you'll just say yes or no. I'll say, did they fix it? And you can say yes or no. Did they fix it? Yeah. I don't know that they'll ever fix it, but um, you never know. I mean, it's worse, but maybe in the the sense of Revenge of the Nerds, worse is better. Like if it's less Revenge of the Nerdsy, mm-hmm. maybe it's more digestible yeah. and and uh, kind. Um. Oh, hey, before we move on, I have a I have a correction, another correction. Oh, okay. okay. Last week on the episode, I said that we were not going to probably get those uh, big chewy nerds again. That was wrong. We Why will be getting a- again because the kid told me that these are the best nerds he's ever eaten in his life. Okay. And he loves them and has been eating them every day since I relinquished the bag to him. I don't know that this is correction territory. It feels like a correction. I feel like I lied to the Toeheads because I was like, to the no. You said... You gave your opinion on it. You would not be buying it again. I yeah, but I right. will. Because... But now, but when a child wants something, that's a different factor. Yeah, you're right. So I'm st- stick to your guns. Okay, fuck you the right? toeheads. What? Pew pew. I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah. But I I don't agree with Dave's uh, feelings you regarding agree across the board. <laughs> across the board. <laughs> um. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. It's uh, snowing in Atlanta. 
It's yeah, so you'll be able to pinpoint the exact day that we recorded this. Yes, it's snowing, and then for the next two days, it's supposed to stay pretty cold. So I think that school's going to be closed on Tuesday. Okay, so Revenge of the Nerds three is called the Next Generation, which makes me think maybe they improve upon the sins of their fathers. I hope so. They're nerd fathers. Oh yeah. Do you think ogres still? Well, let's just look at the description of it. Should we really do that? Why not? We're never going to do this episode. Thank goodness. All right. All right. All right. Um, a new generation of nerd students now rule on campus at Adams College. They rule on campus. Oh. The alpha betas are respectful of the nerd's prominence. Everything changes when a successful but reprehensible businessman, Oren Price, becomes a member of the Adams College, College Board of Regents. A new generation of jocks has also come to Adams, including Oren's nerd-hating son. So it's the same as it ever was as far as that goes. But um, I mean, that's the foundation upon which Revenge of the Nerds was written. Yeah, of Otherwise, course. what are they getting revenge? Yeah. 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 That, I think that's the least offensive thing. <laughs> okay. Well, here's, here's, okay, here's something to consider. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Um, the Trilams look for legal help but have a hard time finding a suitable alumni due to most of them getting technical jobs. I guess them being the nerds. However, one alumni is an attorney, Dudley Booger Dawson. No. So, but what I'm saying is that that's Booger's cameo status. Mm-hmm. Booger's not in it. Booger's not causing problems in every scene. Oh, I see. So there's a chance is what I'm saying. I don't know. You don't know that there's a chance? I don't. You don't know that you want to watch it. And I hear you on that. Oh, okay. I heard you the first time you said that. Okay. But I want it to be better. I know you do, Dave. I right, know you now do. Now you're just kind of being condescending. <laughs> no, I, I do know in your heart that you want this. And I want it for you. I'm just not here for this journey. Okay. Hey, how are you, though? Condescending. <laughs> Take that again. <laughs> what? Take that again. I am. I want this for you. Okay. How, <laughs> Dave? What? Tell me how you're doing. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a. Uh, I'm good. What? Great. That's yeah. great. Good is great. I was enthusiastic about uh, looking into Nerds Three. Uh huh. Kind of swept the leg on that, so <laughs> I'm, I'm off guard now. I'm floating. <laughs> I'm in that split second when you're floating before your your butt hits the ground. Well, I have something that's going to make you really happy. What's that? It's actually something you told me. Yeah, I know. We have a review. Reared in Metal, dethroned. Well, I'm no, just there. kidding. Reared in Metal, we love you. Mr. Pinkphone writes, five-star podcast. Wow. Which I have to say, five-star headline. Excellent job. This is a great podcast. The hosts are delightful, and I love their hilarious... Badinage, a word that I did not know before this. Badinage. Badinage. Really? Like bat and eye? Badinage? No. Not bad and eye. Badinage? Yes. Okay. As they review new vegan foods and news, the movie reviews are also fun and nostalgic. Thank you for the excellent content. Exclamation point. Mr. Pinkphone, thank you. This review was such a delight to read, and I learned a new vocabulary word. Who could ask for anything more? Badinage. Badinage. And can you read the, the definition? Read the what? Does it mean banter? Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what I... I gleaned that from the context. Humorous but I, or witty conversation. All right. 
Well, thank you so much for that excellent review, Mr. Pinkphone. And you really followed our, our tips and advice on how to write a review. You got a headline that's attention grabbing. You shared what you like about the show so that we know what you like about the show and can do more of it. And I am delighted and a little shocked that you like the movie reviews. That's good to hear. <laughs> um, I enjoy doing those with you, Dave, but they do kind of feel like like you were calling them like throwaways. But, they're bullshit. But they're fun. They're fun to do. And it's fun to eat wanna, food and talk about a movie with you. I want to hear more about this pink phone. Yeah. What kind of phone is it? Like, is it just like an iPhone that's pink? Is it a pink case on a phone? If you could do another review or get a friend to do a review on your behalf and say this is for <laughs> Mr. Pinkphone answering the question. Are we talking rose gold or are we talking pink phone case? Either way. They don't I'm, do the rose gold phone anymore. Oh. I don't I, think. Back when they did, I had one and I loved that phone. Did it was you have beautiful. One? Yeah. I don't think that's true. I had the I think my eight was was rose gold. I'm gonna look up whether the eight came in rose gold. Okay. I'm gonna bust you live. Okay. Well, you'll be happy to know that the iPhone 8 came in gold, gold, and rose. Nope, there is no rose gold. No? The headline that I Googled is uh, says, iPhone, Apple iPhone 8, colon, there is no rose gold. So Can you see that? Can you turn it so I can see it? You don't, you don't believe me? You think I would lie? That is shocking. Huh. <laughs> Huh. It is. It's a it's quartz too. It's a, an actual website. I thought that is you quartz did. Quartz an actual website. I don't know. It is an actual website. I thought that sounded made up, like as a joke, like as a. It sounded like a joke. Mm. It wasn't though. It was real. No, I don't. I don't make jokes. Yeah, Dave famously doesn't. I mean, I don't. I don't just throw lies out there. So my That's question is, from a joke, I guess. Since we got this great review, does that mean that I don't read a review of a podcast I'm listening to currently? No. Okay. Save it. I'll save it. I mean, I'll never run out, but I'll save it Um, also. I mean, we could do a letter. We do have one. Save it for the end. The letter? Can we move letters to the end? Okay. I think that would be good. Because that ensures that maybe one person (laughs) will listen all the way to the end. If your names are Bill and Jen. Is that who the letter is from? Hold to the end. Yeah. Our first letter from Jen. Okay. okay. She mad. She mad at you. Of course she's mad at me. <laughs> she Why sides with me. me. Spoiler, okay. everyone. Shocker. So she's like the other listener. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kadri and Diane and Amy have all sided with you on About various. What? Amy sided with you on cold drinks. Yeah. I think Kadri also. Yeah. That's, a, <laughs> that's an objective fact, though. I forget what Diane sided with you on, but she did. It was something important. You were so glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. I just don't want to speak to it. (laughs) When you remember it, you can speak to it, and then I'll tell you whether that was it or not. Diane, if you're listening. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Dave. You are in such a hurry. Do you have like a grocery pickup or something? I want to go walk in the snow. You're just in a rush. I'm not in a rush. We're like five seconds in. I um I did want to talk about the movies that I watched this weekend. Ooh, please do. Because you're never going to watch these movies with me. Probably not, no. No, ever. Mm-mm. No. They're horror movies, everyone. They're not. Well, one is. Okay. I watched Child's Play, the original Child's Play, because I'm going to watch the... 
the Chucky series that just came out, and I want to wind up to it by watching all of the Child's Plays. I hadn't seen Child's Play before. Really? And had you seen Child's Play before? I watched it at a slumber party. Do you, is this true? Yes. I hated horror movies even as a kid. In middle school at a slumber party, someone talked me into it. They were like, no, no, no. It's funny. It's a funny it horror movie. Was the Velocicoaster of... It was a Veloster co- coaster of Ooh. horror movies. I really am having <laughs> That's the vinegar of of roller coasters for you. <laughs> it really is. Maybe it's the letter Velocer V. coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it and uh, cracked jokes throughout to try to uh, be How cool and fit in. I want to say it was fifth grade. Actually, I said middle. You were school. ten years old. I want to say cracking jokes during child's play. What would a ten year old Becky Levine's joke be who knows what is what are our eight-year-olds jokes like they were good they were like that but not as good so but to keep my spirits up because I was very nervous okay and then uh nightmares for days just really days of nightmares about dolls trying to kill me yeah but I did watch child's play I tried to be brave and discovered that it wasn't worth it well then you'll remember the the big thing that I wanted to point out was that Prince Humperdinck is the star of Child's Play. Whoa, I don't remember that. Oh, sounds like somebody who watched this. At age 10? Uh, yes. When did you watch Princess Bride? I don't know. At age 10, probably. Okay. 1986? Sure, but I don't... Age 8? Maybe. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 9. No. 7. You're a year older than me. I know, but movies stay yeah. in the world after they come out. So <laughs> okay, it didn't so- go away in 1986. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So how old do you think you were when you saw that? Eight. Okay. Eight and then ten. So you would have, when you saw a Child's Play, known who Prince Humperdinck was. Yeah. And I feel like you would have like clanged a bell about seeing Humperdinck. In Child's Play. Honestly, not what stuck out to me about Child's Play, but but um, I'm now, though, that's exciting to hear. It's, Tell okay, me more. Okay. What is his character? Good, Who is he? Good reframing. Thank good. you. <laughs> Move it along. <coughs> he, he plays a cop. He kills a serial killer. The serial killer does some magic in a toy store to transfer his soul to the doll. And then the doll... Chucky gets picked up by a mom in an alley who gives it to the kid. And then the doll starts doing shit. And the mom, the kid has to convince the mom that the doll's doing shit. Oh, that's always difficult. The mom has to convince Humperdinck that the doll's doing shit. And then Humperdinck has to convince. Like his partner that the dolls do. It's just this chain of like people not believing something and then being proven wrong and then taking on the burden of having to convince the next person that they're that they're not like making it all up. Honestly, so realistic. Right. It's that's what life yeah, is. Yeah. It's like, like they're like they're like, I was you a minute ago. <laughs> yes. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was I wasn't expecting this to be a good movie. I thought it was going to be a corny movie. And it's not a corny movie. It takes itself very seriously. (laughs) And that's the only way that this movie works is if you take it very seriously. And for half of the movie, the doll is just like this lifeless prop. And the kid's talking to it, but the doll's not talking back. 
And I remember, like, I'd seen stuff where the doll's moving around and, and talking and, and moving its mouth and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, they must get to that in later movies. But, they, hey, spoilers for Child's Play, by the way. Um, for the past couple of minutes and for the next couple of minutes. <laughs> I don't think uh, that's... How- okay, well, that's the best I can do at this point. <laughs> but the... But he does start like talking and moving around halfway through the movie. And I was so impressed because I was like, these guys had this in their pocket the whole time. And it must have been so hard to be like, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Now let the doll walk around and and be articulated and stuff. You know, (laughs) I would have done it way earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a big swing because as we've seen in many mystery science theaters, uh, a lot of movies wait way too long to have the right. monster do the monster thing. Yeah. But halfway seems reasonable. Right. Much longer than that, though, when you're in MST territory. But usually, and that I think that's like classic monster movie territory, is that they talk about the monster more than you ever see the monster. Monsters you know? are expensive. Well, they're expensive and slash or you have to have a good monster. And this alleviates a lot of people from the burden of having to have a good monster. I would argue that if you don't have a good monster, maybe you shouldn't make a movie about the monster. It's yeah. That's what I well, just a thought that I hey, had. From your lips to Mystery Science Theater 3000 years, <laughs> I'm not going to say. I'm just saying why they're holding off. Well, they didn't make yes. Why they didn't right, but I'm you're you're saying I guess People with low budget shouldn't make bad movies. No, <laughs> you, can, you can widen that out too. No, you can make a good movie with a low budget, but if your monster idea is not good, right? Then you don't then don't make a movie about right. it. Get a better monster and idea. I'm, like workshop it some more. I'm saying that applies to 100 percent of Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies. Yeah, like if you can't make a good movie, don't make the movie. Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's my advice. Right. Try harder. Wow. <laughs> Hollywood tips. Hollywood Becky tips. Streepy. That's a, that is a proprietary Hollywood tip. If you want more, reach out. <laughs> I'm available for consulting. I represent Becky. Anyway, it's a good movie. Yeah. And I was proud of them for sitting on that. Yeah. Because it was a good, it was good. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. I think that's what's shaking you to your core no, right now. No, it's not what's shaking me. It's you've got this patronizing time. I am not. So the other movie that I w- am watching, and I'm like three quarters of the way through it right now. So I'm going to finish it up after this. I might take a nap, and then I'm going to finish it up. Big weekend. Is Robocop 2. Oh. And Robocop 2, I'd never seen either. And it's really great, too. Not as great as Child's Play. Not as great as RoboCop 1. You're only three-fourths of the way, though. It's not going to... There's nothing it could do at this point that's going to, like... It's not bad. That's a real It's just not as... I don't know that it's a letdown. Like... (laughs) I just Do you eat chips and complain that they're not pretzels? No, because I famously don't like pretzels. But you get my point. Now you're just being difficult. Uh, Anyway, those are the movies I watched. I guess you want to do talking tones. You would like Robocop 2. Really? Yes. Okay. And Robocop 1. Okay. So there's an apology coming my way, probably, from when you eventually watch Robocop 1 and then 2. I'm ready to apologize. I'm ready to watch them and then apologize. 
Hey, 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 everybody, it's Talking Toe News. It's been a minute. Hasn't it been like three weeks since you did a Talking Toe News? I don't know. What was the last episode? Revenge of the Nerds. What was the episode before that? Oh, I guess we did a Toe News the week before that. Oh, what was it? Um, I don't know, but we did the episode with Sweet Earth Mindful Chicken. Oh. Okay. Can I continue? Yes. Okay. So this is Talking Toe News. This, I didn't even introduce the segment yet. This is a segment <laughs> of the podcast where I take a headline from the world of vegan food. I can't look at you anymore. <laughs> the face that you make at me. I'm not making faces. Is, this is just my face. It's not just your face. You're making a face and you don't even know that you're making a face. I don't mean face. to make a face. It, so what this segment is, is I take a headline from the world of vegan news and then I talk about it in this segment and then we talk about our feelings about the headline. It's called Talking Toe News. And this headline, you know, it's it's remarkable that we're talking about movies because this headline relates to that. And I know that we're in a pandemic and I know that people feel different ways about going to movie theaters. I myself have personal feelings and a personal like the inability to comfortably go see movies is kind of a personal touchstone for me. And one thing that I miss about uh, that, that is really regrettable uh, from this pandemic. Also all the dying. Um, but you know, whether you feel that way or not, the headline is, all right, this is from veg news. It's our, it's a friend of the pod, Anna Staristanetskia. Anna. <laughs> She doesn't know she's a friend of the pod, but we're, we're like her best friend. So the headline, this is from January 11th, 2022. AMC theaters now serve Impossible's vegan chicken nuggets across 37 states. What? Right. That's right. Wow. Yes. Well, now I'm sad that the movies aren't open. Well, and it's probably... Easy for them to keep up with demand. Yes, since there's nobody because in the theaters. There's very few people in the theaters. Now, I do want to go see this Spider Man movie. Yeah. I want to see the latest Spider Man, and it's only in the theaters. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I was all keen to go see Dune when it came out in the theaters. But then, for whatever reason, we didn't. But I was all like, that was in that little window of like, eh, maybe you can start getting back to normal again before Omicron came along and, and clamped it back down again. Anyway, the article continues. Moviegoers can now snack on vegan chicken nuggets courtesy of Impossible Foods at hundreds of AMC theaters across 37 states. On January 12th, that's so recent, cinema chain AMC theaters will add vegan chicken nuggets made by Impossible Foods to concessions at hundreds of the theaters across 37 states. That is the same sentence that was in the headline and in the subheadline. Known for its beef alternative Impossible Burger, Impossible Foods debuted its soy-based Impossible Chicken Nuggets made from plants last summer as its first plant-based chicken product. We've been working for years to be able to make this announcement. Next week, we will introduce at most of our AMC brand theaters Impossible Nuggets, the CEO Adam Aaron announced on Twitter last week. And uh, they continue to describe the situation. Um, if you want to learn more, give give Anna that click. Wouldn't be a, a friend of the pod if we didn't try and and sluice our one listener over to them. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes as Please always. Please do. Please do. 
Becky, what do you think about this? I think that's very exciting. I uh, do not think we should go see Spider-Man in the theaters as much as I would like to do that and eat these nuggets. Um, but this is very exciting. I feel like at movies, normally, it, I we just do popcorn. I've never been uh, a big food at movies person. Me either. It's always dinner in a movie or dinner after the movie. Sometimes we've gone to those dine-in movie theaters. True, true. And gotten a, a meal. At but a you're sitting house. at a table. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. But, and I have become fond of the VIP theaters where you kind of book your seat and you get the reclining seat and there is a little bit of a kitchen and you can order like food, food uh, before the movie. So maybe my mindset is like my problem is that I don't think of that first and foremost when I think of eating food at a movie. I think of like the big movie theaters with like the small chairs and like you don't really have a lot of room to set stuff down. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But the ones that all the movies that we've gone to have been in that uh, VIP theater or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I am flexing. <laughs> it is a big flex. Um, <laughs> but those have like little counters, little desktops at each seat. Oh, yeah. Like an airplane. Yeah. Like a first class airplane seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can recline back. Yeah. Seats are heated. Oh, I love that. You got a little bar. Get a little cocky tail. Yeah. What is that face? The cocky tail is funny. <laughs> I didn't know the seats are heated. That's great. Well, the ones at the new AMC are that we haven't been to because it's pandemic. Yeah. There's an AMC like right down the street that we've never been to. Yeah. It unfortunately opened in 2019. 2020. 2020. It opened in the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not going to do a new story, guys, about KFC Beyond Meat. So I appreciate the suggestions. But I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Everybody already knows. Yeah. So what we will do is. You don't is, have to. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I'm not going to do it. No. Why? We all know. But. But not everybody, like, people are suggesting. It. They are? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for your Everybody's talking. What we'll do is uh, try and get it and eat it and talk about it on the pod. I wouldn't make promises about future episodes like that. The only thing is, y'all, the nearest KFC. It's not close to us. All right. What's not close? What's not close, <laughs> Becky? Like how far in distance? 4.2 miles away. Four miles away. <laughs> and Becky sounds the snoot alarm. It's not. It, uh, it is ooh. at a part of town that it is. Oh. That is oh. very. The traffic between here and there makes that 4.2 miles like a 30 minute drive. A part of town. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about the part of town. I'm saying the roads between here the and there are trafficy. <laughs> oh I'm saying it takes a long snoot, time to drive. Snoot. I'm saying you could probably ride a bike faster <laughs> than you drove that 4.2 miles. <laughs> <laughs> friend of ours jeff mm-hmm. uh he listens to the podcast hi jeff jeff um, hi he one time uh met a group of us at, at a movie theater joined in progress like mm-hmm. was running a little bit late came in with a whole ass pizza from the from the snack bar stand really and <laughs> i don't know why but i just cracked me up 
He walked in. Sorry, I'm late. The movie was already playing. Sat down like in the thing right behind us and opened up a big ass pizza. Just started going to town. It's what you're supposed to do. That's what they offer at the. It's not like he was doing anything. No, he was out of following line. directions. Yeah, but he was just chowing down, and I never thought of. Um, I just don't think of big food, even though that's like eighty percent of what they offer at the snack bar is big food. Mm-hmm. I'm a candy popcorn soda guy. Yeah, I don't. I think because. When I was in middle school, one of the things to do, I grew up in the suburbs where there was very little to do, like nearby. You'd have to drive at least 4.2 miles. <laughs> this is this is the Fort Lauderdale that is not featured in Revenge of the Nerds 2 Nerds in Paradise. Yeah, this is like the s- other side. suburban Fort yeah. Lauderdale, different part of town. Different part of town. Right. <laughs> it, it's technically not even Fort Lauderdale anymore, but Broward County. Um, but one of the things to do was there was a shopping center. And in the shopping center, there was a pizza joint called Stromboli's. And in the same pe- shopping center <laughs> was um, a movie theater and a Halloween shop. And one of the things that we would do on the weekend is visit all three. It was a year-round Halloween shop. Hmm. Like, it wasn't large. It was, like, maybe the size of, like, this room that we're in. Like, How 10 by 10. I, this was middle school. This was after Child's Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we would, like, go to the Halloween shop. And like, look at spooky stuff. Uh-huh. And then we would go to the pizza joint and have a pizza. Rarely a stromboli, although mm-hmm. it was called strombolis. Yeah. They had this white pizza with broccoli that was so good. We would get that and then we would go see a movie. And I think maybe it's because loading up on pizza right before the movie, I think that maybe is why my habit at the theater is just to get some candy or maybe popcorn. Because mm. I well, was full of pizza. Stromboli, I had to look it up because I was like, isn't that the bad guy in Pinocchio? (laughs) It is the bad guy in Pinocchio. And I think he had a restaurant called Stromboli's. Yeah, a Stromboli is similar to a calzone, right? Right. I know it's a dish, but the guy's name was Stromboli. Yeah. And I think he had a Stromboli's. What is the difference between a Stromboli and a calzone? Isn't a Stromboli a rolled up pizza or is that a calzone? One time, my math teacher in the sixth grade gave anybody in the class extra credit if they made a Stromboli and brought it in to him. Oh, a stromboli is like a rolled up pizza and a calzone is like, oh, a, just... but well, but a calzone is like a pizza crust outside with the fillings inside a calzone. Like a is, it's like an inside out pizza. Okay. But a stromboli is like you took a pizza and rolled it up. Did you hear what I like said about the math wheel. teacher? No. If you brought in what? If you brought in a stromboli, you got extra credit. That if, rolls. If you made a stromboli and brought it in for him. Yeah, it was a specific recipe that you had to make. <laughs> was there math involved? Was he like, no. have this recipe? No. He's like, make the stromboli and bring it in. And you'll get like, you basically get like an extra test score. Did you do it? Of course I did it. I was terrible at math. I needed every opportunity I could get. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I would have done it too. Yeah. I think it was like a Betty Crocker stromboli <laughs> mix. Which was a weird thing. I mean, suburbs, Orlando. Yeah. But like to be like, I need you. I love Stromboli so much that I will cheat the class for you if you bring me this Betty Crocker recipe of a Stromboli. Not even like an authentic Stromboli. This was middle school, high school? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. So I was just telling our kid a story about, I think I told you too about my first day of sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> my science teacher, I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter. She was horrible. Don't dox her. I won't dox her. But the first day of sixth grade, dox that one teacher second died. period, Mr. Ivy, that's yeah. not doxing. That was an homage. Kind of Mr. Ivy was amazing. Okay. 
Talk um, about this bad teacher. Okay. First grade, first day of sixth grade, uh-huh. we get to science class. Uh-huh. We sit down. Okay. And the first words out of this woman's mouth are, I hate sixth graders. <laughs> I didn't want to teach sixth grade. I wanted to teach eighth grade, but they wouldn't let me. And so I'm stuck uh, with you guys. Man. First words out of her mouth. And the year proceeded from there. <laughs> it was I feel like awful. eighth graders got to go. Give me the sixth grader. Give me these timid little mice who like school's going to eat them alive, you know? I feel like if you hate sixth graders, you shouldn't be teaching middle school at all. Because it's not like we all mature at the same rate either. Well, and, you know, another flex, I was in the gifted program, and those students didn't mature at all, ever. No. They were doing Beavis and Butthead jokes well into 11th and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also was in gifted, so I, oh, I'm allowed wow. to, well, I'm Let's allowed to slam uh, we march gifted around kids? the table with our, with our flexing <laughs> muscles out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Revenge of the Nerds was such a... Such a what? I don't know. Disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> but we're saying that they were... The nerds were a- accurately portrayed. Somewhat, yeah. I There are two... I grew up with two boogers in the gifted program. And like mi- throughout middle and high school, like because it was the same group of kids. Like throughout two of those, I can think of their name. I could give you first name, last name um, of two very booger-esque people. Can't think of anyone super boogery. Mm, maybe one guy. He wasn't in my grade, but I had some classes with him. And these are people who would make like booger level jokes to the teacher. And Gross. the teacher would be like, ha ha ha. Don't want to restrict your, your precious little mind that's capable of anything. You know? <laughs> oh, no. So it was just like this like nursery, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Gross. What are we talking about? We are going to talk about. Feta cheese, your favorite. (laughs) Okay. Let's do it. So I made this purchase pre-Omicron when I was doing more leisurely grocery shoppings in the store. I think I was at Sprouts, maybe Whole Foods. I needed something for a client's recipe that was very specific. And I was like, well, while I'm here, let's browse the cheeses, see what's in the cheeses. And I saw this feta and I thought about that goat cheese fiasco mm-hmm. with Lee. Okay. And I was like, maybe I can redeem it. Maybe we go back to that well and take another sip. Yeah. You, okay. I saw. So I saw the follow your heart feta and I was like, let's do this. And so I got it. And then luckily the expiration date on these uh, is quite a ways out because we didn't eat it until like a full month later. Yeah. Uh, but it was still good. Um, well, like non-expired. not expired. And uh, so. <laughs> what? I liked it. So. I know. <laughs> um, so we ate it. I made a Greek salad. Yeah. I made Greek salads for dinner. It was a great Greek salad. Thank you. Yeah. And I put this feta put on this feta it. it. I'm pulling up my notes. Um, I didn't like it. Yeah, he did. Dave didn't like it. I made it in a Greek salad. It was the salad was a bagged iceberg mix, which is like a new staple, I think, in our house. Yeah, I was I don't very. Know why we ignored it for so long. I always kind of shied away from iceberg because nutritionally, not much going on. But it is a lettuce that our kid likes. Also, it's very versatile. I think wedge salads were what kind of brought it back. And then now we're onto the bagged iceberg mixes, which are fun because they've got a little bit of cabbage and carrot in there. It's nice. For me, it, well, and this is just going to sound like 
the general reason why somebody would use a bag salad. So this is not specific to me, I don't think, but I'm going to talk like it is. Yeah. When I'm making a sandwich, I like to put like vegetables on my sandwich. Yeah. But if we get a head of lettuce, I'm going to peel like one leaf off of it and put it on there. And then like the next day I'll pull another leaf off, but we're going to waste the whole thing. Yeah. But this way, I could just reach in the bag, grab a handful, put it on my bread, and have it as the fixings for my sandwich. And I can grab a handful of it, put it in a bowl, put some nuggets on top of it, chopped up, and then I've got a, a interesting salad. Oh, that was the point I was about to make. I was right. going to say, I'm also not doing anything revolutionary, but for an easy dinner, which is, that's what this was. Right. You just dump it in a bowl. My so point, good. yeah. My point is that the bag of, of cut and washed vegetables has many uses, and it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Like calling it a bag of salad, which is what the world calls it, not mm-hmm. just you, but calling it a bag of salad really like sweeps the legs of what it's capable of. It does limit it unnecessarily. Bag of fixins is what they should call it. There you go. So I used our bag of fixins. I chopped up some tomato, some green onion, put some Kalamata olives and diced pepperoncini on there. And- oh, pepperoncini. Yeah. And then I also used that falafel, the good and gather falafel air fried so while that was in the air fryer i prepped everything else Uh and then i topped it off with this follow your heart feta yeah and also i made red wine vinaigrette which was really fun i love making a vinaigrette do they make do they sell the whole pepperoncinis yeah i think so we should do that those are fun that's fun when you get that salad you get that big honk and pepperoncini and then yeah take a little bite of it like i'll put it on the list god (laughs) it's just fun so dave do you want to talk first about your experience with this feta it's not fair it's not fair to Mm -hmm. talk this way about the feta (laughs) because i don't think i like feta ever i don't think i like feta cheese so i don't really remember whether i just didn't like it or whether i really didn't like it but i do know that i really didn't like this feta cheese And it wasn't just the flavor of it. It was the texture and the consistency of it. I feel like feta, what I know about feta is that it's crumbly Mm -hmm. and that that crumbly implies a level of dryness to it. Is that accurate? Not like Parmesan on a, on a spaghetti, on a spaghetti, Not, (laughs) um, not like that level of dry, but like a little bit more. I don't know. This felt very gelatinous to me. Really? And the texture was really off-putting. It was like if cream cheese and Parmesan sprinkles had a baby. And that baby tasted worse than both of those. It was like a child's play baby. Whoa. But texture-wise, it was like, it just looked very manufactured. And I like follow your heart cheese Yeah, is the thing. I think that mellow mushrooms, follow your heart cheese on their vegan pizzas is the best pizza cheese that's out there. I that agree. That is a, an opinion not shared in this household. Well, not by someone who isn't here. Right. I agree though. Right. I love it. It's a really good cheese. Like they do a really, really good. They're like top three in the cheese wars right now. Mm-hmm. So I my feelings on fe- follow your heart feta are specifically about their feta. Mm-hmm. And it's a thumbs down from me if that wasn't clear. You're looking at me like you're waiting for me to close. No, I'm not. God. 
I, I hand it over to you. I'm sorry. I'm going to just look over here for the rest of them. Okay. 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 I loved it. Yeah. I thought they nailed it. I thought it was tangy, creamy, and salty. It had a little bit of that mild funkiness that you would expect from like a fermented cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I re- even wrote in my notes, I don't think Dave is going to like it. <laughs> now, what about this? And I'm going to, I'm leaning on you to be honest here because I've already given you all of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you can sound like you were right all along, but even if you weren't, I'm just interested. What did you think I wouldn't like about it when you made that note? The tanginess. It was. Mm. I think that's that's feta, right? Yeah. So it's not fair to make that call. No. About follow your heart. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think maybe you're just not a feta fan. I'm not. A, I'm not a fanta. So because Dave didn't like it, and the kid also didn't like it, but the kid has been very picky lately. Should I tell the story about the other night when you made pasta for dinner? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> tell that. And then, uh, wait, can I tell my story first? Okay. Your story is a good piggyback off of that. Sure. So uh, later in the week, we made um, pasta for dinner. And when I made the leftovers for lunch the next day, I melted some of that feta on top of it. Mm. And it was incredible. It melted really well. It did kind of break down. Like you couldn't really detect it visually, but it gave it like a little creaminess and the flavor was there. Um, so you can also use it in like warm applications too. It was good. When you heat petroleum or something like that, like the polymers break down and. I would say, I think it's coconut oil based. I'm Uh, like 90% sure. And so I think it just melts like coconut oil melt, like oil that's solid at room temperature melts into liquid oil. That's, I'm going to verify that while you tell your very good story. This story is going to make me look like a monster, but you made a pasta dinner for the family. And then I came in when it was done. I had been playing video games or doing something useless. I came in when it was done and I saw you with the follow your heart tub sprinkling something on the pasta. And I thought that it was the feta. And I got so upset. He was for furious. Like a minute. No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I kept it all to myself, but I was so upset. I was like, she knows how I feel about this pot, this feta. And she's just, she's just making it. Um, and then I realized that it was shredded and not the gloopy, gelatinous feta monstrosity. Uh, and it was a falling heart Parmesan thing. It's just the same looking uh, tin. And that cheese was fine. Yeah. It's good. Their Parmesan is yeah, great. It's fine. It's fine. So oh, I got it. Whole episode on that. But Oh. Do you think we should? It's been out for so long. These things stay out. Yeah, that's true. They're, it's like Princess Bride. Yeah. The Parmesan I had, I got it because I was doing a, a lasagna recipe ah. for a client. Ah. And it called for Parmesan. Parmesan's a weird cheese. But then you only need a little Parmesan to put on top of a lasagna. So I used like the quarter cup that it needed and then mm. had all that tub left. So I thought, I'll put it on this pasta, make it fancy. And then Dave got mad. I got mad. But then I got, I first internally reprimanded, reprimanded. Reprim- Reprimanded. Well, is there a gas leak in this house? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I blame the black mold. Uh, rep- reprimanded myself because I was like, you have been just a lazy piece of crap all day. and You're going to come in. And you're going to be upset about the meal that somebody made for you. So I already like internally dinged myself for it. and was like, you will eat what she makes and you'll smile about it. And uh, then I saw that it wasn't even necessary. Like that the, the anger was not... Not only was the anger unwarranted, 
it was also unwarranted because it the situation was not even real. Like it would have been unreasonable to get mad about the situation if it were real. And even more unreasonable because the situation was not real. I mean, it would have been pretty thoughtless of me to just douse your meal in a cheese I knew you didn't like. Right. But a lot of times you're trying to like nail a recipe or something like that. And I'm along for the ride because I eat. Yeah. You know, I'm trying, I try to be mindful of that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And then I just like tiptoe out the back door and go get some burgers. <laughs> get into Grindhouse and get some burgs. Yep. That's what you do. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. He doesn't really do that. I wouldn't go so far as to call it farta cheese. Okay, good. Because I, like, yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, that would be my rating for it. I'm not like renaming it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, thumbs down. Should we do a rating rating or just up and down? <laughs> okay, so on a scale of one to two Robocops. One to two? One being the best and two being the worst. Which Robocop would you give? So this is your heart. golf scoring? One is the best and two is the worst. One Robocop. Flip them, please. What? You give them Robocop one. Oh, I would give them Robocop one. Thank you. I would give it Robocop two. Okay. So it averages out to Robocop 1.5. Yeah. Jenna is snoring so much. They can't hear her. I can they hear They can never hear her. Okay. She's got a cute little sneeze snore. <laughs> it's really cute. She's she has hit her ten year streakiversary this week. Yeah, she did. Uh, so that makes her thirteen years old, and she looks every day of that thirteen. <laughs> she does. She's a particular old lady. Yeah, she is. She knows what she wants, and she will stomp her foot at you until you give it to her. <laughs> did we do the poppers yet? We're gonna do them next week. Do this next week. Next week. Because I feel like. I feel like I'm real um, cheese tutor when it comes to the cheeses that we eat. I'm going to photograph them tomorrow, and we're going to record that episode next week. We're going to okay. do the poppers and these puffs. All right. Hey, tune in for that. Yeah. If you want good news. <laughs> well, we haven't had the puffs yet, but. Well. Hey, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm out of practice. Okay. For the Toeheads, it's only been like two weeks, but for me, it's been and like a month. None of them get to this point and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to do it. Do it. Do you want to have a snack? Some of you might remember our previous episode, probably not, where we tried <laughs> <laughs> outstanding foods, pork rinds. We tried like four different kinds. Because we got the variety pack, but Mm -hmm. salt and vinegar was not in the variety pack. On that episode, we discovered salt and vinegar exists, not in the variety pack. And we were like, that really sucks because salt and vinegar is great. Yeah. Well, friend of the show, Kelp Noodles, stumbled upon them at a store and she sent some to me. She sent me two bags and I thought, let's save these and try them on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here they are. Thanks, Kelp Noodles. Yeah. I screamed when I opened them. They don't smell very strong, but I have them holding on to hope. Oh, we're we're trying them. We're trying, yeah. Okay, I'm trying. Let me get a big one. I'm in. It doesn't taste like salt and vinegar. They don't. They do to me. I have another one. It tastes like something else to me. It's not unpleasant, but it tastes like something else to me. 
They have that same flavor they all have that's supposed to be like the pork rind flavor. Mm. Mm. They're nice and tart. I think a salt and vinegar flavor needs to like punch me in the face with it. Like be obnoxious. It's not obnoxious. That's true. And I agree with you. I do like that in a salt and vinegar. Yeah. You you can't do it on road trips. Because of how strong it Because of how strong the smell is. That's the way it's supposed to be. So I think that on the front, it says full of flavor, free of guilt. And I think that in trying to make this free of guilt, you're trying to keep the salt under control. Mm. That's a tough like line to toe when you're making salt and vinegar chips, salt and vinegar True. chips. True. These are not as salty and vinegary as I'd like, but they do have a nice little salt and vinegar flavor, and I will eat both bags. Need another one right now. They are addictive. I think almost because the salt and vinegar taste is like kind of mild, you're like, let me get one more of those. Let me just let me pile on that flavor a little more. You know what? That one was very salt and vinegary. Mm. So maybe uneven? Maybe a little uneven. Mm. Maybe because I was storing them upright. Maybe as you get down into the bag. You think? I don't know. That's how they're stored on shelves. That's true. You want another one to see? See what you get. Same. Same. They taste like something. I like them. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't dislike them. I like them. I'll probably eat some uh, while I'm cleaning up in here after we record. Ah. So do we? Let's thumbs let's, it. Let's, oh, uh, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up for me as well. I just like maybe it's lowercase s, lowercase v. Yeah. You know? I would call these lightly tart pork, pork rinds. But probably do- not so great for marketing to call them that. You want to do a letter? Yeah. Let me do one more. Let's open the mailbag. Mm-hmm. Russell, mailbag. Russell, Russell, Where Russell. Pulls one out. Tears it open. Pulls the letter out. Shakes it straight. And this is a, t- a chain of of emails. Oh boy. Of two emails. Oh. Replying to themselves. The okay. first email comes from listener Jen. It says, Dave, long sleeve thick shirts are totally fine. Pajamas, all caps, and sometimes sheets and covers aren't enough when it is cold, Dave. And then underneath it says, This is Jen, not Bill, but he pulled up this email while we were driving. Okay. Okay. Bill responds, Now this is Bill. With an addenda to whatever Jen just wrote. As an outside observer, I can say that when my love is sleepy and cold, all human laws are disregarded. So picking nits about what pajamas are is folly. Best Bill last name withheld. Okay. I'm getting a real, uh, well, if the movies are bad, people should just not make them vibe <laughs> from that. Uh, literally picking nits is all we do on this podcast. And um, so I'm standing on my ground. But you know what? What? I'm not going to report you for wearing a sweatshirt to bed. You literally reported me to all the toe heads. I didn't report you to the authorities, though. Also, and I can't stress this enough, it was not a sweater. It was a long sleeve t-shirt. Jen, it wasn't even a thick t-shirt. It's just regular t-shirt material. But it's cut to look like a sweatshirt, like with the cuffs and then like the, the sweatshirty band at the bottom. But it's really a long sleeve t-shirt. All I'm saying yeah. is that you were very hot in the bed <laughs> when you woke up. <laughs> I because wasn't. of the sweater you were wearing. I was comfortable because it was cold when I went to bed and in the morning. You were sweating. I was not. You were sweating a little bit. I was not. I, I, was came, com- in, I came in for the morning snuggle, mm-hmm. wrapped my arms around. I'm mimicking what I did. <laughs> yes. There's an imaginary Becky in front of me. 
And I wrapped my arms around and there was a little dampness happening because you were so cooked. <laughs> you had cooked yourself. And that I can understand that that would have been a better, a, a comfortable way to enter sleep, mm-hmm. you know? But then you're there with it on for eight hours cooking, just cooking. Yeah, it was cozy. You were cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it threw me off. Jen, Bill, thank you for your letters. Jen, thank you for coming to my defense. I agree. I will wear a long sleeved t shirt to bed tonight because it's snowing. You do you. You do you. Thanks, honey. Great letter. Thanks for thanks for writing in. And if you would like to write us a letter, you can write to us at talkintofupod at gmail.com or direct message us on Twitter or Instagram. Nobody, I will respond to you nobody, and read on the yep. Nobody tra- ever asks a, us a question. That's true. Wait, no. They just write in to tell us that we're wrong about <laughs> or that I'm wrong about things. Well, I think Matuchin was my fault. Matuchin. Oh no. <laughs> no, Matuchin was what we said. I was joking. Oh. I don't know. Look it up. Look what's the note? Matuchin. Well, Oh. <laughs> Anything to add, Dave? No. Thank you all for listening. If you are enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. It really does help us out, and we will read your review on the pod. Uh, <laughs> God, this gas leak has got me. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I am Glue and Glitter on all social media. And you can find my recipes at glueandglitter.com. But not that lasagna. It wasn't my recipe. No? It was for a client. Where can that be found? That is Vegan Rich's Butternut Squash Lasagna. And it is incredible. Yep. You should all make it. Yep. <laughs> I don't like butternut squash. It's uh, It's like feta level for me. And I really liked the lasagna. It was so good. I was worried that you weren't going to like it because I know your feelings on butternut squash. And then you went back for seconds and I was delighted. Butternut squash is butter not good is what I frequently say. By the way, I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Line Leader was taken on TikTok, making some some great TikTok content these days. What are you doing on TikTok? vids. Jumping in on trends. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Catch a dance move or two. Ooh, lip syncs. Well, we'll Mm. see. Do that thing with the head shaking and then you change the angle to show something else. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a food we should try or thoughts about an episode, got a question, write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without a G. TalkinTofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye-bye. See? I'm hungry. Oh, hungry goblin. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it. 
with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.